0: Well, certainly it's been a wonderful service uh, promoting our youth. We appreciate the, the young ones singing the song they sung. And JC, thank you for playing. and uh, the, the offertory taken up by some young men in the church. It's just so uh, encouraging to see our youth uh, participating in God's service and His kingdom. And I pray that we as God's people would encourage them and promote them in every way we can. Uh, I appreciate you parents that endeavor to bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That is the greatest uh, blessing you can give them, more than uh, education or more than any other entity in life. Uh, What a blessing that is. Uh, Thank you, Kai, for encouraging some of the youth to participate and share their gifts with us. What I would like to try to do today, kind of deter from my theme a little this morning regarding the Youth Sunday and and embrace that subject, uh, so to speak, uh, here at the church this morning, entitled What I Want to Try to Say is uh, What is the Use of Youth? And my purpose or my my heart is to try to encourage our youth, uh, but also to make known to all of us the needful of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, There simply is no age of unaccountability when it comes to God's economy. Man might make a lot of things up, but God doesn't. We need the gospel. We need it from conception, and I pray the Lord will help us deal with that. Uh, At the same time, uh, as we think about our youth, we have such a blessing here at the church to uh, be together and to see the youth as we have had this morning. And uh, it's a great blessing to be a part of this service. And I ask an interest in your prayers as our endeavor to uh, deal with this subject of the use of the youth. I sometimes have a lot of problem dealing with subjects for special days for some reason. I think because you can get so much of man in it, it kind of messes it up. And I just don't want to do that. Uh, Also, I know that in my life, Uh, and this is a problem I have with preaching, Uh, I am no one to try to tell somebody else how to live, okay? Because I have failed so much in my own life. But at the same time, I am obligated before God to tell you what God says about how to live. And this includes the youth, and it includes the old age too. And so I'm not up here trying to promote myself as being an expert on the youth. The one that I know in my life personally that's the most expert before, besides the Lord Jesus Christ is my wife. Now, she's pretty good at it, but you know, it's a, it's a struggle. It's an ongoing endeavor, but I just want to encourage the youth, and I want to challenge the youth, and I want to give you a use of youth and to know that you have a very, very divine purpose in life as a young person. And may the Lord bless us. To see that today. I want to use one verse of scripture for our text, and it's found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. And here the Apostle Paul was doing the same thing that I want to do uh, to the younger preacher Timothy. Uh, You know, youth is not necessarily, I guess, be defined as young in years, but how in the world do you define that? I used to think 70 was old, but it's not so old now since I got there for some reason. But nevertheless, may the Lord bless us. 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Would you please stand as we read this verse together from the Word of God? Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity in spirit, in faith, in purity. Would you please be seated? What a a mouthful from the apostle to the younger preacher, Timothy. Now, even though he's talking about a minister of the gospel, I want you to know that we all have a ministry. And God has used young people in all his word in such a mighty way. You know, when God seems to want to really solve our problems... And with the problems that we have that we can't deal with, He sends us a baby. He sent Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, in Bethlehem. He sent Him to die for our sins, to live for us righteously, die for us, rise again, and give us His righteousness. What a blessing. You know, when you think about the Scriptures and all that God has for young people, we see that He uses them in a mighty way. I think of Daniel and... And uh, the Apostle Paul, even uh, in his sinfulness as a young person, later God converted him. David fought Goliath. While he was so young that he was laughed at, his brothers said, what are you doing here? You know, you you should be back home keeping the sheep. But David killed a giant. I think of the young King Josiah, one of the most righteous kings we have have record of in the Scriptures, was eight years old when it began to reign. And he cleaned up a lot of mess that was hanging around in idolatry because he had a fervor for the Lord. Oh, there's so many things to be thinking. I tell you, as far as a witness goes, a young person, I mean, you have the blessing of God because you are profound in your statement of where you are. I believe that a young person that really stands for the truth of Jesus Christ has a far greater witness than any preacher standing in the pulpit. I really do. I think laity in general has a really strong way of promoting it when you stand because you're standing against such a formidable foe. And I commend you, whatever age you are, as we endeavor to do that in our world today. I want to try to say three things regarding what's the use of youth. One is, find your place, find your place, your identity in God. You don't have to let somebody else define you. God has already done that, okay? Find your place. Number two, promote purity. Promote purity. And that's a tough one, but that's what Paul is about here to Timothy, and I pray that God would help us promote that to our youth, to our life. And then, and then thirdly, is that prepare... The use of youth is to prepare for our future. Changes are coming in our life. And right now in this time, we're being shaped and molded and formed in that way. So let's look at those three points maybe from this verse and ask God to help us. First of all, the use of youth is to find your place. To find your place. And to know that is to understand that God has created you. Ecclesiastes 12 starts off as, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, when the evil days come not. You see, to remember your Creator, to understand that God has given you life. He has blessed you right in your youth. You might not have the capacity to do everything that others do or you want to do, but you understand this, that God has blessed you to be who you are in your youth. And I commend you and I ask God to help us understand that I'm going to take my place. And when you take your place, the only reason and only way we can be in the right place as a youth is understand that God has to be in the first place. We have to understand that he makes all the difference in our life and that we have his guidance and his word, so we put him in our place. So what what Timothy has a problem with, with self-esteem in a way seems like, because Paul says, you know, don't, don't, don't uh, get in on yourself because you're young. Have high expectations of your youth. You know, I believe a six-year-old can glorify God just as much as a 25-year-old or a 40-year-old. I believe that. And, and so when we see that and we bless God in that way and we see that and we ask God to help us. Lamentations 3.27 says, it's good for a man or a woman to bear the yoke in their youth. In our young days, you know, that's our place. to. Because what's happening in your young years, your life is being builded and molded. Your impressions, your dreams, your your aspirations are being shaped and molded about what you want to be, how you want to live, what you want to do. To find your place in that way is a great blessing of our lives, and we need to see that and ask God to help us. And, you know, to bloom where you're, It is important to find your identity. You know, I was reading the second cause of death among teenagers is suicide. Depression, suicide, just young people just getting so down and out. And we're living in this kind of world, and and we need to understand that you guys, you young guys, you have so much going for you. And and, and God has sent you here because you have a purpose. God doesn't just, birth you know, birth is from God. And you're being here in this world, you have a purpose. And it's just so exciting to see when I see these young people in the church, what is God doing in their life? How is He going to live? What are they going to become? And it's so exciting to find their place. No, we don't have it all together yet, but we're working on that to find their place, to shape and and mold in our lives. And what a blessing that is to understand. But to not make any excuses just because you're young. You know, in the book of Jeremiah, I think it's in the first chapter, I'll just read you 6 and 7 verses, 6, verse 6 and 7 from that. And here the Jeremiah was having a problem. He says, look, I'm too young. God told him to do something. And he says, I'm too young. I can't do it. And here's what God says. In verse 6, Jeremiah said, then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. Here's what God says in verse 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. You know, there's a lot of times a little child can lead an adult in so many places. I have seen that in my life. Actually, the scriptures say that, that a, 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 wise, a poor and wise child is, is more, uh, has more wisdom than a foolish king. And, and so we see that you have that place in your life and so many times we need to embrace that and say, well, you know, I'm a child, I'm young, but, but I have a purpose and God has given me that purpose in this life and what a blessing it is to understand that and, so, and, and show that uh, That God has used us. So I just want to make sure that we understand as a youth, you find your place. And you don't have to deal with trying to struggle with your gender. I mean, God has given you whether you're a boy or a girl, okay? Just be settled in that and thank God for it. I mean, God's Word says He made them male and female, created He them. And because you're a boy or a girl, does not mean you're lesser and greater than any other? It's just how God has made us, and He has a purpose in that. And we need to rejoice in that and bless God in that and ask God to help us as we sung to be all that we can be for the Master's use. Oh, this is just a challenge. But to find your place, and you have a place, you have a prominent place right in your homes and families. You are precious, and you are are the building blocks of this very church, the youth of our church. And we need to see that as a rightful place of God in our lives and and be able to take our place. You know the, the strength of Gideon's army in the Old Testament when he was fighting the Midianites? Uh, was not that he had so many people. It wasn't that he had so many uh, artillery or weaponry. The Bible says that his victory was because every man was in his place. Every child in their place, every youth, when we get in our place, that makes a difference. Because God uses us in our place. That's what God does. I would just want to say, young people, you are a miracle from God. And God is shaping you and molding you right now in your life. Many of you are beginning your careers, your college degrees, or pursuits, or your vocations. Uh, You got got marriage to look forward to, some of you. You got got challenges. You got careers. You got life-changing struggles. But your place is all this, but you still have to understand that you have trials, and you have burdens to bear. And we need to understand that our children are not immune from hurting and fulfilling the fears that we all adults have to deal with. But the use of the youth is to find your place, and that makes all the difference in the world. And then secondly, I want us to say that that the use of a youth is to promote purity. God uses an analogy, Jesus does, in the New Testament of a children being likened to the kingdom of heaven. What does he do that for? Because a child promotes purity, innocence, uh, honesty. And that's how we need to live our life. Now, that is hard to deal with because that is a challenge our youth are, are at today. You think about the schools that they have to attend and all the evil that they face. doesn't matter if they're private schools. doesn't matter if they're public schools. Many of the children in the world today, as I understand, have parents that promote ungodliness in their life. I mean, just pretty much uh, promote things that are just ungodly. But the children have to grow up into that. And they do it in the area of uh, of being socially accepted, even high esteemed. And we need to be mindful of that. We need to see that we can find instructions from God to promote purity in our life. Because purity is what brings the witness of God and gives us strength in our life. And we need to understand that. And I want you youth to understand that in that way. Because here's the deal. Satan will try to deceive you. He will put you in people's presence, friends, that will try to entice you to commit sin. To drink and to have relationships that you ought not to have. And peer pressure is very, very tough. And how are you going to deal with it? I'm going to tell you how to deal with it. You're going to deal with it by God's Word and by His Spirit. And from the prayers of your beloved parents and others that love you so much. But don't try to do it on your own. I'm going to tell you, this world is a hard place to live, but but it's it's the blessed, blessed place that God has given us as a platform to promote the purity. That's why Jesus came. And the way it's done is God's Word. Psalm 119, verse 7, David said, verse 9, How can a young man cleanse his way? How do you do it? How do you walk life? How do you live a pure life? By taking heed according to thy word. That's what God says. Don't ever underestimate the word of God. The word of God will keep your life pure. What, is, what does purity mean in your life? Here's what, here's what it means, and I know from experience. When you sin as a young person, that sin, you never get over it. You hear me? You can get, you can get forgiveness for it, but it will leave you scars. It, it's just like somebody having a tattoo put on. You might do that when you're young and foolish, but you'll never take it off. You'll never take it off. You'll wear it all your life. I want you to know that it makes a difference how you live. In your young years, you young guys, you promote purity living in your life. It doesn't matter if your friends like you. It doesn't matter what you feel like. I'm just going to tell you, it's a matter of life and death. Satan will deceive you. The Bible says that we're to be sober-minded. You don't need to drink. You don't need to do drugs. You don't need to do that to be socially acceptable. You don't need to do that to, to stand in a party for everybody to like you. No, you're going to have to take a stand. You're going to have to understand like Daniel. You're going to have to purpose in your heart not to take the world's meat, not to deal, deal with what the world has to offer. And you know purity, when I'm talking about purity, one of the areas is sexual purity. Some of you haven't got to that yet, but I'm going to tell you it's coming. You've got to understand, you've got to stand for total abstinence outside of marriage. And you're going to do that, and people won't like you. A lot of adults won't. But you've got to understand that God does. So you're promoting purity, because what you're doing is building your life with a future. If I could tell you, if I could tell you how much that hurts, I would let your heart feel it for a few minutes. But I don't want any of you to go there. I'm going to tell you, this devil that's out here will lie to you. He will deceive you. He will make you feel. And all these things that the, the, even our, our unredeemed body feels like, uh, they're, very, they're way overrated. You know, this. I'm going to sow some wild oats. I'm going to do this and that and the other. But don't ever think that just because you're young, God is going to wink at it and God is going to say, well, you know, they were just young. David... David, the very David that we, we worship, and uh, not worship, but we see as God, a man after God's own heart, he said, Lord, forgive me of the sins of my life. He says, remember not the sins of my youth. So purity is a battle. But that is a prob- That is the purpose of your youth. Because you have feelings in your body that, that the desires of the flesh and other things that are probably stronger in your youth than will ever be. Yet God has given us a remedy for that, and He's called us to that, and we need to bless God in it, so to promote that purity, and we see that, don't be from the Scriptures right here in uh, in this fourth chapter of 1 Timothy, and He gives some deals to do it. Be thou example of the believers. Now, Now that is a challenge for our young people, to be an example for them. You do have to go with the flow with everybody. To be an example takes guts. It takes strength. It takes a commitment to God in word, God's word. When I think about the temptations that we find in the word, what did it does for? How can a man cleanse his way? By taking heed of thy word. Jesus did that in the temptation in the wilderness. He said, it is written. A Potiphar's house, young Joseph was there, and his wife tried to get him to go to bed with her, and he says, I'm not going to do it. He says, how can I do this and sin against God? Where did he get that from? God had put it in his heart. You follow that word of God that's in your heart. And it's a strength, but it breathes that purity in our life. 2 Timothy also says that we're to flee youthful lust. That's a consistent running. You don't just do it one time. It's something you've got to run away from. Not only do you run away from it, you run toward righteousness. You run toward living a puritan life. Now, what you have to understand is you have to make up your mind if you're going to do what God wants you to do or do what the world wants you to do or what you feel like you want to do. But I'm going to tell you, you get off course from God's Word, you're going to understand that there's a price to pay for that. There's consequences that will mar your life, your relationship, your future marriage, your life, and all that can come with it. It is a situation. I don't know. I know parents personally that have paid millions of dollars to try to get their kids off of drugs and still haven't done it. I'm going to tell you that it comes by just saying that it's okay. I can live anywhere I want. It's all right. And a lot of times parents are in the situations where they really kind of indirectly promote it. You know, they don't want to challenge their kids. And we as parents are accountable to that as well. We are. And so we need to understand that the use of youth is, is to be pure and to promote that in our life. Because if we don't promote it in our youth, we'll never promote it anywhere else. And what a blessing it is to see that Jesus has given that great, great example You know, when you think about this, he's promoted in in example, in speech, in word, not only the word of God, but in how you talk. Honesty. My goodness, that is the great blessing or challenge of a young person. You just be honest. Be honest with your mom and daddy, but be honest with everybody, especially God, okay? Because you know what? Honesty is the best policy for sure. And then God knows our heart, but in word, in speech, in conduct, how we live our lives, how we love, uh, self-sacrificial love, preferring one another. But also to understand this this lust, this fornication, this lust is not only sexual, it's also pride, it's also uh, jealousy. There's a lot of things the youth have to deal with. Uh, that we all have to deal with, frankly, but particularly in our younger days. And, and may God help us to bless us. You know, I think about my youth. I think about the situation. I look, I thank God. I don't know how I got through it. I don't, I don't. I just, God is blessed in that way and delivered me. I didn't come through unscarred by no means. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to boast of it. I'm going to tell you what we need to see from the youth. We look at the prodigal in Luke 15. He was a young person. The younger, he was the younger one. He says, I tell you what, I want my inheritance. I'm leaving this place. And so he did. And he goes out and spends his inheritance. You know the story? And so God just let him go. Yeah, you can do that. And so then he'd then he come to himself by the grace of God when he'd spent all and all his friends had left him. They will do that. Your friends will lie to you. They will leave you. And yet what happens? He comes back. He says, I'm going to go back to my father. The great call of the gospel for the youth today is you can go to God. Jesus loves uh, children repenting, children confessing their sins. His arms are so tender, and he loves us. And that father took that young person in. But you know, of all that great story that we love, and I can relate to it so much, it would have been a whole lot better if that young son had never left the father's house. It would have been a whole lot better. And it's going be a whole lot better in our lives, even though many of us have realized the redemption of Christ and what Christ has done for us and how even allowing the sins that we've had in our lives and our disobedience to God and how He saved us and we appreciate it more, it had been a whole lot better if we'd never done it all. And that's all I want to try to say to you today. I want you to bless God in that. To promote purity. And then lastly, to pre- prepare for the future. To prepare... For the future, you know, one of the uses of youth is that you are being prepared to be an older person. Now the question is, what kind of old person do you want to be? Okay, because it's going on right now in your life. I could I I I could call on him. I hate to call people's names, but I got to do it. Brother Berman DeLoach in this church, faithful deacon, father, grandfather, husband. You asked Berman Deloach, you asked Brother Berman, and I've asked him personally. I said, Brother Berman, how was your day? He says, I never had a bad day in my life. Never had a bad day in his life. He's told me that. I never forgot it. Where's that come from? I'm going to tell you, you follow his life. His, his, his sister Dot and other in this church, too. I'm just picking on them. You know what they've been doing? They've been committed in his military career with the Marines, all over the world, his children, his grandchildren, he put God in there. You ask him. Wherever he went, he went God. He said, I'm going to tell you. He says, he says, you put God where he needs to be. I didn't say he never had a problem. I bet he's had some. I bet he's had some pains, hurts, but he's never had a bad day. Why is that? Because in his youth, he was prepared. Right now, we're prepared we're preparing, young people, for what kind of old person you're going to be. One of the great places in Scripture, we can see that, and we're going to make you take the time to go there, but in Joshua chapter 14, there were was, was 12 spies. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, gave a good report. They did it when they were young. What kind of report are you doing for the world, young people? Are you optimistic about the world? Do you believe and trust God, His promises? You're going to have to do that in spite of the dismal news reports and the situations at hand. But what what Joshua does when he gets them together to divine the land, Caleb, Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly. He says, I followed the Lord wholeheartedly. What does that mean? He was committed to God from a youth. Everybody else was seeing the problems and, and the the fear of the giants, and the, he was seeing the opportunity to promote God and, and say his promises are true. And yet when he gets old, he comes to the point, he's in his 80s now, and he's been uh, being divided the land. And you know what he wants? He wants, the, he wants the mountains. He wants where the Amalekites are. He wants where the giants are. See, what it is is, when you youth, you're prepared by the word of God, You've tried to promote purity in your life. you try to live right for God. You've you've understood that that you have a place. And then as you get older, what happens, we're continually renewed in our faith. So that even though our bodies are getting older, we have a youth that never goes off. I mean, the gospel is like a fountain of youth. I mean, the older I get, you know, the the pains I have to deal with now that I didn't ever have before. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm more excited about life than I've ever been before. Why? Because that is what God is doing in your life. So, take your place. Promote purity. And understand that you're preparing for the future. Right now, in your youth. You know, when I think about that, I mentioned Caleb. But here's a man that's full of gratitude. Are you thankful? Or do you feel like you're entitled to something? Be thankful. Be grateful. For your parents, for your mentors, your teachers, your opportunities, your life, your challenges. Your young couples that are building your life and your marriages and working and all you raising your children. I know you do. You feel thankful. You're grateful. But that is what you do. And you're preparing for what kind of old person you're going to be. And it won't be long before you'll be an old person. Promise me. Life is so short. It's like a vapor. It really is. And may the Lord bless us. And you know, we ought to compliment one another more than we do and I want to compliment the young people I know part of what I said today has had some negative tones but I'm going to understand the only reason I do that is because I've been there, hear me I want you to know what sin will do in your life and I want you to know that you can live the pure life God has called us, no we're not sinful here, I mean sinless here and we're conceived in iniquity we need the gospel the young people need the gospel of Jesus Christ They don't need propping up. They don't need a situation where they just kind of go to this and they need to know what Jesus, who Jesus is, what he's about, and then the word of God to promote that life to live for him who died for them. May the Lord bless you to rejoice in the gospel and to see the use of youth. And I pray the Lord would renew a vigor in our own hearts because we can redeem the time. You can. You can start today asking God to bless you and to acknowledge His Word, to purify your life, to prepare for the future, whether it's one day or 10 years or 50 years, and to understand that in it all, I understand this is my place right now to serve the Lord right where He's given me this spot of time called life. May the Lord bless you. Would you bow with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings of this day and we thank you for the youth. We thank you for them and we pray for them and we pray that you'd give them your spirit especially. We pray that you'd give them your word because Lord, I know they won't make it without it. That you would continue to nurture their godly parents. We thank you so much for them and the influences of teachers and mentors and coaches and others in their life that you put to guide this most precious treasury the youth. Bless, oh God. Help us all now, Lord, to rejoice in the time you've given us. Some of us have more years than others, but we thank you, Lord, for every day. And really, Lord, we want to live that we have no bad days, for every day is a gift from you. Bless your holy name, your precious word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.